This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. I'm so excited to have Lindy Geyer today. Lindy is the wife of Dave Geyer, head swimming and diving coach at LSU. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. It's very exciting. Okay, so you are my first wife of a swimming and diving coach. You have to feel pretty special about that, the first one ever on the podcast. I Yes, I feel really, really, I don't know. Yeah, I do feel special. I'm a little bit nervous, you know, because I'm not a football coach wife, but I'm certainly a coach's wife and I've lived it for many years. So I'm excited to share what insight I have. Absolutely. So the last nine years as head coach of the LSU swimming team, Coach Geyer has led men and women to 69 school records. He's put the men's and women's swimming teams on the map, both nationally and in the SEC. So when you hear all those things that I talked about, and there's so many more, if you look at the record, it's unbelievable. It'd take me half the podcast to go through it. But what's about (laughs) Coach Geyer that has just led to so much success? Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's so nice. We've been you know, incredibly blessed here at LSU. And, um, and he, I think with Dave, it's just what you see is what you get. He's extremely straightforward. Um, I think he's extremely good at coaching and good at what he does. He studies what he does. Um, he invests in those swimmers, you know, the, not just the four years that they're here, but we like to say that we're invested for the next 40 years you know we they become part of us and so um i think kids know that and people know when you care about them and and you take interest in what they're doing and um and that's what he's done time and time again and it's not just his record holders it's his walk-ons it's everybody in between that um that he invests in and um and i think that that doesn't go unnoticed and it helps the kids to have confidence in themselves and believe in themselves to um, accomplish their goals without question okay so where did you grow up and did you ever think you would be a coach's wife <laughs> at lsu <laughs> okay so i um dave and i are both from pennsylvania i'm from state college where penn state university is that's where i grew up and um we had football tickets growing up and my family has loved football. We're huge Steeler fans as well, which is, you know, interesting being in Louisiana. Everybody else is a Saints fan, but right. we're, we're, huge, we're huge Steeler fans. Um, so um, sports in a college town environment is all that I knew growing up. And so to be able to settle in a college town has been um, awesome. I don't take it for granted. Uh, we love being able to Um, take our kids to sporting events, whatnot. Did I ever think that we would be in Louisiana? Absolutely not. I had never visited here, you know, before we moved here. Um, Or to be a coach's wife, I guess I just didn't think about that. I always knew I wanted to be a mom. I always knew I wanted to be a wife, but probably not a coach's wife. But that's just how it worked out. (laughs) Well, you are a former athlete. You're going to have to tell me, brag on yourself. So you were a swimmer, right? Yeah, Dave and I met swimming in college together and so I tell people you know that has helped us out because I understand his job um, inside and out I understand you know what his swimmers are do, doing and what they're going through and so um, and I yeah I swam from the age of six up um, and so and that's how Dave and I met and um, and we moved to North Carolina after we graduated college um, we knew we weren't engaged yet we knew we didn't want to live together so I thought that I was getting a job job close to him but this was I guess before like really Google and all of that took off because where I interviewed was actually an hour away from where he was going to be I thought it was going to be like 20 minutes away 
from him. And so he was in Charlotte. I thought I was interviewing for a teacher. I was a teacher teaching job in Davidson, North Carolina, which is like right north of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And it's on this pretty lake and it's perfect. And um, I instead interviewed in Davidson County, which is in Lexington, North Carolina, which is oh like goodness. an hour and <laughs> extremely small and extremely small town. My mom was like, oh, Wendy, what, what, have you, what have you done? But talk about God leading your steps. Like my co-teachers that first year are people I still keep in touch with. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't have been placed in a better spot. So wow. it was like, it, it worked, <laughs> it worked out really, really well. But um, Dave and I got engaged like that December after we graduated college and then we're in married that next July. And then I moved to Charlotte and taught there. So, and he's, and he was coaching at um, a swim club in Charlotte. So I have been a coach's wife since day one. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So walk me through the road to LSU. So you were in a swim club in North Carolina and then where'd you go from there? Yes. And again, to be in a division one spot. So we were in Charlotte um, for a couple years and Dave really felt on his heart that he wanted to get uh, back into the college realm of things. So he was coaching at um, Mecklenburg Aquatic Club, which is a nationally ranked club. It's an amazing club, amazing coaches there. One of their coaches came here to LSU to be an assistant and another assistant job opened up. And so that coach called Dave and said, will you come and interview for it? And Dave said, yeah, I'll do it. And so um, that was... That was it. So he was offered the job and then um, Katrina, Hurricane Katrina hit. So we were in Charlotte. Maddie, our oldest child, who's now 16, um, had just made one. She was one years old. And we were watching the news and they were reporting from LSU's campus because they had people evacuating there. And Dave was saying, oh, look, there's there's where my office will be, Lindy. And here's here's where we're gonna be and um you know we had no obviously no family with us it had a one-year-old our temporary housing was taken away um because it was given to hurricane victims so we ended up living with the coach we had known from North Carolina but again like it was such divine intervention because me being a brand new mom this family had at the time, two children, and she was a stay-at-home mom at the time, and for me just to soak up mm-hmm. and be around her was, like, it was amazing, and it gave me so much foundation um, on the kind of mom I wanted to be, so wow. anyway, so, and I was teaching, I was teaching prior to us moving, and it, that was, you know, we felt like they wanted to get, one to be in college coaching. I knew on my heart I wanted to be home with Maddie, and so it was kind of a, a no-brainer that we needed to to come here. And we came here and, um, you know, we came like with less than half of our salary that we were making, you know, in North Carolina. Didn't know anybody, you know, sold a good bit of our stuff because we didn't know where we would be living. But when I tell you that God has blessed us absolutely beyond measure, you know, and that we're, and we're still here today, 15, wow. years, 15 wow. years later. Incredible. The longevity is phenomenal. What a new story. Now you have two children now, right? We do. Yeah. So Matt, yeah. So we have Maddie who's 16 and then Kata um, is 12. And so yeah, Kata was born here. You know, we call her, she's our Cajun queen. She's, you know, born and raised in, (laughs) in, in Louisiana. And, you know, I have pictures of both of them since diapers like in the natatorium the lsu pool and wow and they've just um they've just grown up they've grown up here you know what an incredible blessing now if you're from penn state area but do you know how to cook cajun now i mean have you learned some Uh, (laughs) well when my family listens to it they're going to be like oh you know who Dave is the cook in our family. So Dave, Dave is the one, Dave makes a great gumbo. Dave makes jambalaya. Dave does crawfish for us. Dave is, Dave is our cook. And really Maddie, our older daughter, she's a good cook now as well. Kata does, Kata does a lot of baking Mm -hmm. over quarantine. Kata like started to pick up bread making. And I mean, anyways, but, but yes, Cajun food, um, there's nothing like it. Dave can, can cook it better than I can. You won't, you know, find a 
bad local restaurant down here. It's um, one of the best things when we're able to have people visit when we're not in a pandemic, you know, that we like to mm-hmm. share with other people. It's just um, like, no, it's really Louisiana is like no other place you're going to visit in America. <laughs> that is true. I guarantee that. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> We were there about 10 years ago. Okay. So talk me through swim meets. Okay. Since you're my first swim wife, um, (laughs) maybe a lot of, um, I've been uh, exposed to the swim life. My daughter swims competitively, but she's only nine. So it takes a whole new shape once they get older. And so, well, first of all, what you're going to get into with your age group swimming with your daughter is going to be like the age group meets are all day long and you know, thousands of little children in non-pandemic world running around and whatnot, but college swimming. So college swimming starts actually in September and then his national championship meet is in March. So the season is September through March and um, regular season meets are about two hours. Um, There's 16 events for men and 16 events for women. Um, And, and, and that's it. Now his conference meets and his invitationals, are upwards of five days the meets are and just a couple of events each day so um that sec championship meet is is i was able to go with dave just one time but i would really encourage and i've told the other coaches wives we've had that they need to go at least once it's an incredibly amazing event but incredibly draining before i had gone dave um, would come home from that meet five days away and I would think like looking at the schedule oh it's just a couple of events every day but they do prelims and finals so they bring back like um, your top 24 swimmers to do a second heat to see who's going to win the event so they just do a couple of events every day but um, it is so extremely intense and Dave would Dave comes home from that meet just I mean like battered <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so emotionally physically mentally Rain, you think about, you know, like, uh, I guess like a playoff football game, but yes. doing that five days in a row. I mean, I can't. And that's what it, that's like, you know, that's what it equates to. So, um, so yeah, his season is September through March. Recruiting is, of course, year round. And then after March, then they go into what's called their long course season. So when a pool is set up to look like an Olympic pool, like really long, that's what mm-hmm. they do in the summer. They train long course and, uh, he has a good bit of international kids, and so they're they're training for their um, for their to represent their country in the Olympics or to get their Olympic trial cuts. And so then he's training those people in the LSU off season. So for him, he has practice with kids um, year round, and we have a majority of kids that do stay with us during the summer and knock out some of those summer classes. So their workload isn't so heavy <clears throat> during the school year, but they're with us then training over the summer too. Wow. Fascinating. (laughs) My next question is, what is a swim meet like? And if I could, I don't know what you're going to describe it as, but I've only been at the smaller level ones. It's almost like the fourth quarter of a football game, game tied with two minutes to go. And you're like, (gasps) like, you know, where you're like, because it's so fast and you have to be at your best and there's no room for error. And it's just, you feel like that's kind of like what it's like. That's exactly what it's like, and um, yeah, I have my spot at our home meets that I just sit in the front. I don't like to sit <clears throat> like up in the stands. I don't want to see parents' expressions if they're not happy with their <laughs> kids' yes. swims. I just want to be in the moment. So I sit in the front in the front row. I like have my spot in the corner that I always sit, and I have out. I do cheat sheets. I like print out their um, the the team's best times from the previous season and then their top 10 best times so that when the kids are swimming and they touch the wall and I look at the time I'm educated and know if it's you know everyone who swims at the SEC division one level is fast to me I mean ridiculously fast but then I can look at my cheat sheet and say like oh yes they dropped time or okay this point last year they were you know, at, at this many seconds or whatever for their race. And so, and it is, and then, you know, this too, I'm sure from, from football, it's like, you're so invested in these kids. Like mm-hmm. you've just talked to them 
a couple of days ago and you know like their shoulder's been bugging them or you know that they've had a really hard test and or you know something's going on like at home and you just want them to have a good race like you're mm-hmm. just so invested in them and so when they succeed it's so amazing but we know every day isn't perfect and so when they don't succeed it's like you just want to love on them and you know and and, and build them back up so wow. Wow. anyways that's I what it is and intense you are with this you know how yeah. I can't think of the right word but you're choosing to be a part of their moment. That is incredible. Intentional. That's the word I'm thinking of. Very intentional. Printing out yes. things before you go in there. Ab- yeah, absolutely. I just, because it interests me, I guess, because I, maybe from my history of things, but again, just more that, like, I, you know, I am, I am honest that we are invested in these kids. And so, like, um, again, in non-pandemic world, like, I'm there with Dave helping them move into their dorms, like, I'm here. We can talk about it later. I'm here like through the recruiting process. So you just want, you want the best for them. So now do you, you mentioned SEC travel. Have you ever traveled? Do you often get to travel uh, to other away meets? Um, when the girls were little, yes. And it was amazing. <laughs> now mm-hmm. school and their schedules get in the way, <laughs> get in the way. But um, when they were little, we would travel as much as we could, um, we would just, you know, like bring a sleeping bag for Dave's hotel room. Um, just, you know, we don't, and again, because it just budget reasons, like, yes, we wanted to be with him, but we had to stay within budget. And so we would make it work, but, but yeah, we, we've traveled, um, to a good bit of meets with him when the girls were younger and it was so fun to be able to do that. And it was so fun on many levels. It was fun because we got to see, um, Dave, Dave got to see the girls. He didn't have to go days without seeing them. Um, and for my girls too, they got to see different parts of states and, and stay in hotels. And for, for them, that was a big deal. And so, yeah, we did get to do that. And like, and like I said about, um, you know, the one SEC meet that we did, um, that, that I just really encourage any swimming coach's wife to do it because you'll just have a whole new respect for what, um, or spouse, you know, we have a lot of women coaches as well, just a whole new respect about what these coaches are going through. And I will mention that Kata, my youngest, was born um, during SEC. <laughs> during oh, SEC. my goodness. And so Kata has seen her daddy like two birthdays on her oh, birthday. And so, you know, so some years the only thing she wants is to see daddy on her birthday. And so, oh. you know, us traveling to the meet so that she can see her daddy on her birthday. So wow. anyways, coaches so kids that's have such a perspective of life <laughs> that you just can't duplicate. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, okay. That so recruiting, you mentioned it earlier. Yes. Is it different for yes. swimming? Is it the same? I would imagine you have official visits. Talk to me about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have, um, we have official visits. We have unofficial visits. Um, and what we have, what we have done, I don't know when we started this, it's been probably five years now. Um, we host the events, a majority of the events at our house. So we live, uh, one mile from campus and, um, and we don't have a huge home, but we have a nice backyard. And so, um, and so we, we hold the events at our house and we have it catered, but I clean, I set up the tables. I do the, I do the Powerade. I do the ice whatnot while Dave is with the recruits with his staff um and and they come to the house and we have found great success from day one promoting that we're a family atmosphere and we're a family atmosphere meaning that we've got your back meaning that um Dave's girls are going to be around the pool deck because Dave has to see his kids um that we're a family atmosphere that we want to get to know your parents and so if the kids come in and their parents are with them we want to have them in our home and open our doors to them and so um and so that's what we've done and we found pretty good success with it and it just shows from step one the kind of program that uh we're trying to promote so oh, absolutely we you do it Thank you. And we do it, you know, we do it on our big football weekends, you know, again, in a non-pandemic world that then like the kids, the the swimmers are on the field before the game starts. And, um, and uh, I know, obviously, you know, the miles we have had like less calls, one of 
Dave Swimmers that he was recruiting one year and just, you know, just using all of LSU athletics to promote, you know, swimming and whatnot. And it's pretty neat. So, of course, yeah, recruiting is a huge part, just like any program would be. Wow. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. So do you have any time to work outside the home? You sound pretty involved with all of this. <laughs> I, I, guess, I mean, I guess, I guess so. So Dave, um, Dave owns um, Tiger Aquatics, which is a swim club. So that's our year round swim team. And we, um, we run out of four different pools uh, in the Baton Rouge area. And we have 12 coaches and um, about 215 swimmers. Wow. And, um, and so I run, so I run the business um, side of that for Dave. And um, I also am the director for our swim lesson program. So that I call it my lesson land. It's, it's definitely <laughs> my happy place. Dave, Dave has said like on numerous occasions, like Lindy, you know, if you want to step back from those lessons and I can't, I can't do it yet. It's, you know, because I think my history with teaching and, mm -hmm. and being a swimmer, like teaching lessons for me or directing other instructors, how to do lessons. It's just like, I love it. So I don't want to wow. give that up, but um, yeah, because Dave owns the club. And of course he is, he is the one that um, makes the, the big decisions about the club and especially in water stuff. I guess I'm kind of more the liaison between the coaches and Dave if he's not available to answer their questions or um, about coaching or about anything they need, you know, that it, it might come through me because I'm, I can get the answer more quickly. Like if he's on a recruiting trip or on the pool deck or at an away swim meet, you know, that I, I just help. I'm the liaison between the coaches and Dave. But um, yeah, that's our club team. And it's grown since we've um, taken ownership of it. But I do work, I do work from home. So I can take a day off if I need to. And, and I can kind of create my own schedule with our swim lessons, etc. And so that's, um, that's a blessing. That's a good thing. That is a huge, huge undertaking. Um, listen, <laughs> I mean, that is Thank a you. massive <laughs> business in terms of coordinating a ton of schedules. I see a very small piece of that on my side. Um, just being on the, the parent side, I don't know how you handle all of that. There's probably a right. massive amount of communication but, that goes back and forth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, both of our girls swim competitively. Both of our girls are members of that program. And so we just want to, you know, at the end of the day, we want to provide a place that that they can swim and they can have good coaches and they can have good competitions, you know, and that the other swimmers in our community can too. And so, and so, yes, I, you know, yes, we own it, but we're also parents in it too. And so it's, it just takes your investment in it to a different level as well. So talking about your business and talking about LSU, looking back now over the past, I guess, 15 years, what's been some of the most memorable <laughs> moments at LSU swim? Oh, um, well, of course, you know, in the water, Dave's had, um, two SEC champions. We've, we had Yane, um, for breaststroke. And then just this past season, Brooks Curry, um, got his SEC championship. And, um, and I, unfortunately I wasn't at, at either meet for the, for the first one, I was, um, visiting my parents. And so I was watching on a phone and crying and mm. for Brooks is this past season when, when um when there's away meets again not like football that you can put on the it on the tv it would it was on on our computer and so the girls <laughs> the girls and i um like gather into my office on chairs and bring in our dinner and watch dave's meets <laughs> just on I our like computer in our office and so you know brooks is swimming his hundred free and he won and wow. we're all crying and wow. um you know it was, that was such a big moment you know those were the in-water moments we had um Kane Finley was Dave's um student manager in 2017 and um he came to us with um DIPG with which is a, a brain tumor that you can't wow. operate on wow. and um and LSU was always his dream school and so they got in touch with us um that he wanted to come and and so he came in with Dave's um, student manager just August through um November and then he passed mm. um and so when Kane came into our lives it felt like it was a definite why of why we were here of why wow. we were placed at LSU it was 
it was huge. And um, and Kane had to have a foundation, Cannonballs for Kane. dot org. Um, and so, um, anyways, that that was like a huge moment. His brother then transferred. He was at a different Scott College, and after Kane passed, his brother transferred to LSU and finished his swimming career. He was a collegiate swimmer as well, Keegan. Wow finished his collegiate swimming career with us at LSU mm. and he's actually still local. He just got married this past weekend. Um, and so their family, you know, just really impacted us and, and taught us so much, you know, than we could ever teach them. So I think that was a moment. And then I think just getting to see these men and women um, after their four years are up, getting to hold their babies, <laughs> getting to go mm. to their weddings getting to see them at alumni weekends and meet their wives. Um, you know, it's just, it's remarkable, you know, and it's, it's just, I don't take it for granted. And, and we really have loved it. We've loved each class that's come through and anyways, so, wow. so many good memories. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now you talked about, there are tough moments in some of this, the things you learn, lessons you learn and things that just kind of shake you to the core it, that turn out positive because you learn through right. that. You learn God's grace through that. Have there been some tough adversity, either what we call on or off the field, but I guess in or out of the pool for you, right. uh, <laughs> that you have faced it? And what did you rely on to get through those moments? Uh, yeah, you know, I think that truthfully, I think the initial leap to come here um, post Katrina was, you know, huge for us that I was giving up my job and that we were giving a, a, up so much of like our salaries of what we were making. And, um, and it was scary. It was really, it was really scary, but Dave and I through like, through all of that, like we have come back to that, um, that it's us parenting our kids. And, you know, we have, we have missed not, we don't have any grandparents here. We have no family here, but the fact that we did it together. And so whatever parenting decisions we did, it was Dave and I, it wasn't, any other outside influences because mm -hmm. this is all that we've had and, and our family has learned we say we're all for one and we really are like this is just it's us it's the four of us and so this is just what we do and so yeah moving I think truthfully just moving here moving to a totally different part of the country and having faith that you know selling our things mm -hmm. <laughs> and having wow. faith that there was something bigger involved um and and it was so wow. Wow. And it's changed yeah. you, you think? Oh, yes. That, yes. A thousand percent. It's changed mm -hmm. us for the better. So another change all of us, this whole world has gone through. Um, <laughs> you're actually the first person I've interviewed since the pandemic. So new question. Here, oh, my God. Wow. How has living in a pandemic <laughs> changed some things about your sport or your life? And what have you had to do to adapt to that? Okay. Um, so just like everybody else, I think we had a stay home order. And so then, um, and then our kids, our kids are the LSU kids are back on campus. I know some campuses, they don't have kids on their campus, but um, LSU athletics has done a phenomenal job about educating the coaches and the swimmers about protocols and contact tracing and, you know, all of that good stuff. Um, Dave does smaller group practices um they just and are following whatever lsu athletics tells them to do um life for us you know when we got the stay home order we had been through lsu and um through our club stuff on the go like crazy dave um it would be weird if dave would be home for two weeks straight he does recruit a lot normally and so um, and then with meets too, it would be weird that if he would be home like two, two consecutive weeks without leaving for a couple of days. So, um, when his suitcase just sat in our bedroom, <laughs> our bedroom and, and it was never packed, you know, wow. it's very strange. But, yes. Yes. And so, yeah. It was, I said to him one day during quarantine, I was like, David, like, we need to put this suitcase away. He's like, let's just, let's leave it out for just, just a little bit, you know? Finally, I've put it away. You know, I, he'll get back to that traveling soon. But um, and then he started obviously work from home. And so, um, 
he was set up in our dining room, <laughs> our dining room. And, um, and that was really interesting, but I'll tell you, it was really neat because you can't avoid it. You know, um, just the way our home is set up, the kitchen is right behind the dining room. We have an older house, so we have, you, you know, it's not totally open concept, but you know, you can hear things and just hearing Dave, like with his, um, staff you know having staff meetings on zoom or whatever and the laughter and the excitement with his staff you know it made my heart feel warm because I just thought like gosh she is surrounded by some amazing coaches and and in hearing but getting to hear him like on more recruiting calls and whatnot just because he was around wow. so much more um that was that was neat now it was like it was interesting just because I had been so used to doing everything everything on my right. own really is all coaches right. lives are and then like suddenly he's helping with grocery lists and laundry <laughs> which is all great but it was like if you have a way you do it oh yeah Dave is like well Lindy have you thought about doing it like this you know with all great intentions but right. you know well no Dave because I've done it the other way for 15 years and right. I haven't been here <laughs> right. right like the towels <laughs> fit better this one way like what are we changing <laughs> there is no need it's a towel it goes this way like you're making this weird you know me. what I'm saying yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so um but yeah so it's that's been just us being home home more Dave being home more you know obviously has been vastly different but um of course it's been it's been great to have him be around but you know at times I know that um he's ready he's ready to get back what he does best and it and it is challenging you know the the sitting and waiting for things to be safe again so so this is your 15th year or more than that being yes. a coach's wife uh well i've been, well, actually, we've been married for, for 18 yeah 18 years so okay so yes. go back and think about that first year <laughs> what advice would you give a first year coach's wife there might be there are first year coaches wives that find this podcast and they're like, oh my goodness, I never thought of that before. So what? <laughs> or, they're like, or they're like, oh my goodness. Oh no, this is, <laughs> yeah, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I, would tell, I would tell them to make sure that they find their own happiness. You know, Dave and I got married right out of college and then he started coaching right away. And my newlywed self thought that like, okay, like we're married now. And so we're going to be together all the time. <laughs> it's going to be great, you know, and that wasn't our reality. And so I think that um, the sooner that a, a new coach's wife can find, you know, that her happiness isn't dependent on if her husband is, is there or not. Certainly we love our husbands and we want them to be around, but, you know, if they're doing what they love, you can find things that you love as well. I think that's important. And I think the other thing is my mother-in-law actually told me this so long ago and I, it stuck with me. She said, you know, your normal is not someone else's normal and your normal is what you make it. And so if we're having dinner together and it's seven thirty at night or Dave is FaceTiming good night to people, that's just our normal. And it doesn't make it just because it's not someone else's normal. That's okay. And so I mm -hmm. think that's really important for new coaches wives to realize too that even though their lives are not maybe like their friends wives that their husbands are around and can come to school events all the time and whatnot it doesn't mean that your life is any lesser it's just that that's not your normal so I think that's important that's very good I don't think anyone has said that <laughs> on this podcast that's really good I <laughs> okay. like that I that's, like it well, that's my, that's my mother-in-law so that was not me but that's my mother-in-law it stuck with me for yes, sure. Yes, I'm using that. I yeah. like that. Are there some <laughs> things that you always remind him of on those tough days? What do you have some go-to things you kind of share with him on the, during the highs and lows of coaching? Just having been in the sport as long as we have, that he's dealt with whatever he's dealing with before, mostly, you know, that it, and he knows what he's doing. I always just tell him that he's going to know, he's going to make the right decision. He's going to know what to do. Um, we talk a lot about faith over fear, you know, that you can be worried about something that's going to happen or have faith that you're going to be taken care of. Just doing that. Dave does do a good job, though, too, of like of trying to leave his work at work. Yes, he'll share with me what's going on, but 
you know, with our girls around or whatnot, like his focus is on them and seeing how their day was and whatnot. And so I'm appreciative of, of that because I know some days are really hard. And when you come home to then turn your focus to um, something else, obviously can be challenging sometimes, but she does a good job of that. So you're invested in these young athletes and so big SEC moments for them, personal records, you know, uh, I mean, you know, when they've hit that mark and you've had a, a ton of success as a day after a big meet, do you have any traditions, any way of celebrating as a family or as a team um, after those big wins? Well, really, after all of our home meets, it's pretty awesome talking about Cajun food and whatnot. We have like, an amazing parents group. <laughs> so um, a lot of times for our home meets, they will cook and they'll have meals for um at the pool for the swimmers and the coaches and so after I know it's so I mean it's just so awesome so um so after the meets I will I will um go down on the pool deck and thank Dave's um assistant he really is surrounded by really really good coaches um so I thank them and I tell Dave good job and you know, walk like towards the front of the pool and tell the swimmers good job quickly as I'm like walking through, but want to give them time to warm down and whatnot. And then we normally, you know, share a meal or, or um, whatnot with the front of the pool with it, what the parents have done. And then, you know, if I'll, if we'll come home and then, um, and then just be together as a family and let Dave decompress, you know, for a little while. <laughs> so that's what we do. Do you have any coaches' wives that are on your staff that you're connecting with? So we just have, I just have one. Um, and so it's Dave's associate head coach. Um, his wife is local. I think different um, than a lot of programs, obviously, with football is that Dave has women assistant coaches. And I'll tell you, we, we've had some phenomenal women um, come through the program to be coaches and like his current assistant women's assistant right now um, I'm super close to she's super close to my girls um, and so just just keeping tabs on on her as well so not just maybe the wife uh, just the coach's wife but the women's assistant and I was thinking about this too you know different from football is that Dave coaches women and so I've had um, I've had women surrounding my girls these incredible role models since my girls have been babies and so that's just um, and it's easier for me to to connect with the girls these girls were our babysitters when the girls were little now we're at the point that Maddie's 16 Maddie has raced against some of these girls that are now at LSU Um, anyways but for me it's easier for me to connect with the women and the women, I guess it is just girl, like they are more open to me about what's happening in their lives and whatnot. So, um, so, so I you kind of get, them. Wow. I mean, you get the benefit of being, um, what the coaches do with being able to invest in their the relationship side of it, because there's also female athletes too. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's, um, it's the best. And I think the best part is, is that what my girls have seen, growing up about what strong women look like. Mm -hmm. I think that's just, I I couldn't have placed better people in their lives to show them that. What are some of the things you guys do to connect with them? Do you have them over for dinner or what are the practical ways they, you show them they mean? Um, you know, yeah, we, they, you know, if they're hosts for recruiting weekends, they're over at the house. Um, it just, I'd like to be able to do, I guess, more with them. You know, our women's assistant, um, who's coach Caroline, she has the women over to to her house but um in regards to Dave and I you know it's just more more team activities in regards to me it's me checking in with um with the swimmers I will say with um when we had pre-pandemic when we had um the nat so the LSU natatorium is where obviously where the LSU kids practice and then Tiger Aquatics our club team used to practice directly after the college team and so I would see those kids every day when I'd be coming in for club stuff And so that created a really unique experience that I would be able to see them daily after practice, see them that I like wrapped up with their shoulders or like be able to say like, Hey, how was your day? And, um, it's killing me this year that that's Mm -hmm. not the case because I'm not over there right now, um, because of COVID stuff. So it's, 
drastically different in that regard. And it's something that I miss terribly because especially Dave's freshman, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to know like I would at this point in other years, just because I'm not around and they're not over at the house because we're not recruiting right yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That, that's, I feel like so. we're missing that piece of it. Definitely. The relationship side of oh. it. Uh, we oh, can only do I, so much being virtual. My goodness. You know, oh, right. I absolutely. Do you so. have a coach's wife mentor? Um, it's actually who you get to be around most days, Kathy Miles. Oh. She's, she's it. She's, she's it for me. So they were here um, when, obviously, when we were here and Macker swam for Dave with the club team um, in high school or in, in before high school. And so we got to know the Miles um, through that avenue I guess and again just being a young mom at the time um and I was pregnant with Kata and then when Kata was born they brought Maddie over this huge basketball hoop oh wow (laughs) as her big sister present which was like the best day she's so wise because Maddie needed something to do while Kata was a newborn but um anytime I see Kathy I just want to like pick her brain they're just Mm -hmm. the most salt of the earth good people you know and like Kathy said to me I I don't even know how it came up we were talking about carpooling with other kids other kids in the car and she said Lindy like don't push that you know the time you have with your kids in the car those 15 minutes in between Mm -hmm. school and practice that might be some of the best talks you're gonna have and so you Mm -hmm. don't always don't don't always like bring in other kids for that and I you know there have been a million and one things just like that she that she probably didn't bat an eye as she was saying it that I just have held on to and um and their their family has just stayed in touch with us since they've left Smacker and and Dave are extremely close they still see each other um when they can and and they're just man if there's like it's they're just wonderful I can't I just can't say enough and how much Mm. I've learned just by watching her same she's amazing she's amazing I mean I saw her in passing and I mentioned just briefly that Courtney wasn't going to be able to do a softball tournament because I was going to go to a you know Kansas State game or whatever and she just kind of paused and she said yes obviously you need to you know be it as much as possible but there's times when you have to show your children that they are important as well I mean that that, I went went, so you think it's okay for me to take her to her softball tournament because she plays competitive softball yeah yeah Yeah. they have to feel valued they have to yeah. feel like yes. they matter. Right. Like they're a part of this, not uh, every single thing. Like you think about your whole yeah. life goes to this one thing that they are a part of it. Cause I thought right. like, how, she's the one that's raised all these athletes, you know, and they're uh, thriving in everything they do. I, I, so how do you and coach stay connected during the season? Because we live so close to campus. And when we, so we've just been in this home for um, five years, but when we, um, it's always been a priority for us for Dave to be able to come home for lunch Mm -hmm. so that's a huge deal for us and it doesn't happen every day but um, especially when the girls are at school that gives us 30 minutes of um, uninterrupted time to say hey how's it going Um, what's going on in your world right now whatnot the other thing that we do now that the girls are older and can be home by themselves or whatnot is that we walk our dog um, whose name is Gumbo like the food Gumbo we walk We walk our dog together um, just about every night, and that's our other time that we just can can focus on each other. And again, just you know, our girls are amazing, but they talk just as much as I do. And so it's just nice just to have just the yes. two of us. Um, yes. You know, we we do date nights. We did them more before the pandemic or whatnot. But I soak in more of him being able to come home for lunch that midday break, and then like I said, ending our night walking the dog together just to have a minute to clear our minds um, and, and see what's going on. That's what normally our, our routine. I like 
like that. Yeah. And it's almost pretty warm, simple. warm year round there for you. So you're probably as a former I, Pennsylvania <laughs> year old, you're probably soaking in the you could probably take your dog on a walk every night in December, you know. Yeah, we yeah, we really yeah, we really can. Um it's very different than up north for sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe not in August. You're like, Hey buddy, you wanna sit? Yeah. Right. In August, you're worried about burning his paws on the pavement you know, because it's so hot. You know, Is it safe it's, it's, to go on a walk wait. right now? <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay. But, you mentioned reading. Right. What do you enjoy doing yeah. in your downtime? Um, yeah, I love to read. We have um, we have a pool here at the house and um, and that's like what we do as a family. We, isn't, I know that's funny, like that we <laughs> hang out in a pool. I know it's, it's ridiculous when I say that out loud, but, but, you know, uh, people around here, they may have like a hunting camp. Like we don't hunt, yeah. we don't right. own a boat. Like there are, um, we like to be outside together. And yeah. so, um, so in my downtime, I like to read by the pool. Um, I, like I said, I like to walk gumbo. I like to be outside in our yard. We have lots of, um, you know, we have orange trees and fig trees and we have you know a lot of louisiana plants and whatnot and so i like to be out in the garden um doing that so that's normally what i like to do if i have downtime what's the most rewarding aspect to you about being a coach's wife oh um i think watching my husband do what he loves i think that's really important i think a lot of people are in jobs that are just jobs and that's not the case with us. And so it's nice to, that your spouse is, um, is doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then of course the relationships, just the amazing people that have come through our doors and that, and that don't, don't become strangers that stay in our lives. That's, um, it's the, it's the best just to know them outside of their four years here. Like I said, just get to know their kids and their, and their wives and their husbands and whatnot. It's just, there's nothing, nothing better. Absolutely incredible. Rapid fire questions. You ready? Sure. <laughs> What's the last book you've read? Um, I'm reading. It's called We're All the Same in the Dark. It's a scary book. It gave me nightmares two nights, <laughs> two nights ago, so I don't recommend it. <laughs> but, um, I, I love to read, so I always have a book with me, but that's what I'm reading right now. Coach so. surprises you, walks in the door with concert tickets in a post-pandemic world what would be printed on that ticket <laughs> let's find um, out a so stadium I, <laughs> I know right that's not going to happen anytime soon dave and i really like just a, like a guy and his guitar so we love texas singer songwriters um pat green jack ingram um just dave we would just like to go to like a small venue and just listen to a guy with a guitar which, which around Louisiana, there's some venues like that. We had been to one uh, pre-pandemic that we hadn't been to before and we walked in and there were literally just like sofas, <laughs> like sofas set up that you just sit and then there's a little stage and a guy and his guitar, like that pretty low key. That's what we like. Nice. Everyone has yeah. a few things that might need replacing around the house. What's the ugliest thing you own? <laughs> well, you know, I have a teenage girl and an almost teenage girl, so they would tell you probably <laughs> they could give you many answers, but um <laughs> probably I have a pair of flip-flops that I thought were like they were cute and they were comfortable, but because the brand Crocs make them mm -hmm. <laughs> make them, my like my girls are like you cannot wear Crocs mother out of the house and so but they don't even look like a traditional croc shoe they just look like flip-flops but anyways that's what I should probably get rid of because I get teased anytime I wear them see so. I'm in the zone right now where I have no idea and my kid is not old enough to know no so I'm, I'm in the just you uh, wait mama ooh, I'm texting my You're sister she's like you wore that you wore that piece of jewelry to the game I was like well I didn't post a picture She's like, do you oh, think Smacker saw you? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we hugged. Well, maybe she was quick. She didn't say, I was like, I don't think she cares about my jewelry. No, Smacker doesn't care about your jewelry. I love Smacker. Oh, She's great. She's precious. <laughs> okay. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? I got to break the rules here. And I have to say it would be, it would be Dave's family. We haven't seen them in close to a year because of this pandemic. Dave's dad is not in the best of health. And so we don't want to 
put anybody at risk. And so I know that you said outside of family, but man, I would do anything for a big family gathering, you know, that everybody is, is safe and healthy and whatnot, for sure. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Uh, either Real Housewives or a Hallmark movie, probably a Hallmark movie. There you go. <laughs> so love those things. <laughs> What's your go-to meal when you're running the kids around town? So the good thing about Dave's schedule is that he normally does get home. If I'm running swim lessons or whatnot, Dave normally gets home before me. And so he might um, pick up the dinner time slack, but we do, um, chicken tacos in the crock pot and that's Mm. something my whole family likes and it's super easy just put in chicken and salsa and taco seasoning and some chicken broth and let that go all day and then shred it and then it's ready so that's easy yeah what sport can you beat coach Geyer in (laughs) well if there was ever one he went he would play until he beat me He's the, probably one of the most competitive people you ever meet. Um, Dave, yeah, he, we, were, we worked out together one time when we were first married. And I thought, again, in my like rose-colored world of married life, I was like, oh, we'll work out together every day. And so I was like, he, he said, let's go running. And so I thought he would stay with me. No, he like left me in the dust. <laughs> that was the last time we really worked out together. Because <laughs> I'm a little competitive too. So. <laughs> I can't beat him in any sport. I wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> Same here. What's your go-to road <laughs> snack? Uh, living in Louisiana, it's just water. It's, it's <laughs> so hot here a lot, so I have to have my water with me, whether it's a short road trip or a long road trip. It's just water I always have with me. That is I can't so dehydrate. <laughs> It's true though. <laughs> if you had a superpower, what would that be? Um, to be in two places at once. Talking about, you know, what Kathy said to you, like that now that my girls are are older, you know, and our our focus is definitely more on me being able to be with them and where they are at. But I'd love to be able to be, you know, where Dave is at and where my girls are at at the same time. So being able to be two places at once would be helpful with that into that okay what would be your walk-up song you know for your life oh lord I have no idea something something happy like walking on sunshine or something (laughs) I don't know something positive I guess (laughs) I could see that I could see that okay thank you so much for sharing with us this has been a blast I've loved getting to know you so yes me too and um thank you so much and good luck with the rest of your season this podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at CoachesWifeLife.